welcome to the Confessions of a Working Mom podcast, where we bring you real-life working mom stories, tips, tricks, and advice for thriving and surviving in motherhood, because you shouldn't have to experience working motherhood alone. Join our community of support as we discuss all of the things and how we get by in this sometimes crazy and imperfect journey of working motherhood. Hi, I'm so excited today to be talking to a mindset coach for working moms. Mary Zergarian focuses her coaching practice on supporting working moms to overcome the overwhelm and to find more balance by pushing past mindset blockers and finding ways to simplify their busy lives. She's also started to help working moms who want to start a business as a side hustle that they can grow to support a more flexible lifestyle for their families. And she's a podcast host as well. Her podcast called Mom Fuel Podcast can be found anywhere you listen to your podcasts. I know you'll get so many wonderful ideas from this episode. So let's dive in. Hi, Mary. Welcome to the Confessions of a Working Mom podcast. How are you today? I'm doing great. Hi, Kelly. Hi, everybody. Thank you for having me today. No problem. Thank you for coming on the show. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself, your family, and your business and what exactly you do and who you help? Sure. I'm Mary Zargarian. I'm a San Francisco Bay Area mom to a very energetic three-year-old boy, a 10-year-old stepdaughter, and our family dog and fish. (laughs) They're part of the family. I have a corporate role actually where I design and lead a portfolio of career and leadership development programs for our nearly, we have about 13,000 employees around the globe. And it's definitely a rewarding experience, but through my work and conversations I've been having with so many other working moms, I realized there was more that I wanted to do beyond the boundaries of my employer. And so now I also have my coaching business where I help working moms find more balance and purpose in their lives and even help some of those women take that leap into starting their own business so they can provide more freedom, more flexibility, and more time for their family. That sounds amazing. I think a lot of what I'm finding I have in common with a lot of the guests that are coming on the podcast is that we all sort of were looking for something more outside of our corporate roles. I think that's great. So how did you decide to pursue the mindset coaching? How did you decide to pursue that niche when there's tons that you can kind of do out there to help working moms? Yeah, it's a good question. And it a lot of times you're going to hear that many people get into the coaching business because they themselves went through their own moment where they felt they needed the support of a coach. And that same thing with me. When I had my son over three years ago, I faced that common struggle with what almost all working moms face, honestly. How do I balance my career with the expectations and demands of being a working mom? And at the time, my doctors tried to quickly write me off as having postpartum depression, and they were trying to recommend medicine to help me cope. And I know that that path can definitely help many women, so I don't want to downplay the potential benefits it can have for those that it can help. But I knew for me that I wanted to dig deeper and learn more about the root of what was causing me stress, learn more strategies to overcome these challenges and what my triggers were. And that's when I started on my own personal mindset journey. 
and I learned how to shift into thinking differently about what needed to get done in my life and what my true values and priorities were. And that's what got me to starting doing my own mindset coaching practice and now helping other working moms who want to do the same, reconnect with their own identity, align their lifestyle to their life purpose. Yeah, I think that's so amazing. I think there's such a great need for that. Personally speaking, I definitely felt similar things when I had my daughter and I really felt there wasn't a whole lot of resources. She's four years old. So maybe I just wasn't looking for them or I don't know. I was too overwhelmed with going back to work after only six weeks or things like that. But yeah, I I definitely think that that is a huge need for moms out there. And I think that's great. Yeah, because there are many moms who were in the same position I was, where I was so excited to become a mom and you prepare for what it means to be a mother. You don't prepare for what it means to now have this new identity, this new role and these new priorities enter your life. And so all of a sudden we're trying to go back and after your maternity leave, however long that is, you go back to trying to fit into all of these other roles that you played in life up to that point while also now having this new role. And it's hard. It's nobody really helps prepare moms to make that transition well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely agree on that one. So I know that a lot of moms find themselves in a state of overwhelm, sometimes daily, maybe a couple times a week. What's your top three tips for dealing with that feeling of overwhelm and sort of overcoming these mindset blockers that can come up? Yes. And that overwhelm can be daily. And as long as we recognize it, it's easier to be able to build strategies into our day to try to overcome those challenges. So I actually have a framework that I like to use as a starting point for everything that I do with the work that I do as Mindset Mary. And I call it the Your Best Life Framework. And it's focused a lot of the mindsets and the inner work that we need to do but it can have such great benefits and other things that we're doing in our life, whether it's our home life, career, business, and it's these three things. So number one is finding your why, knowing what your purpose is, your vision, your values in life, because when you know that, you're then able to align every decision that you have to make, every action that you take in your day, every intention is aligned to that reason. So that's like the first step. The second one is cultivating resilience. And we all have challenges in life, like pressure and demand and change. Are you kidding? 2020, I think is a culmination of everything. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) None of this we could have anticipated, but even when things improve and get better, we know that there's going to be challenges that we're going to have to face. And so cultivating resilience to me is understanding what are your mental, your thought patterns, your behaviors that help you either add to that stress in your life or will help you overcome that stress. And you can break those patterns that cause you angst so you can actually overcome and manage that daily stress with confidence. So first one was finding your why. The second one is cultivating that resilience. And then the third one is to focus on striving for progress. I think so many times we have this vision in our head of what a perfect motherhood experience will look like, what a perfect working mom balance looks like. And balance is hard to get support with 
from a general perspective, it's hard to understand, okay, if I read this article, great, now I know what to go do (laughs) because it's so truly personal and unique to each of us. And it's important to pause and assess where we are with everything that we have going on in life and always making room for progress, focusing on one thing I can do today to feel like I took one step forward in the right direction, as opposed to I meant to do these five things today and I only got to one of them. So in my mind, you may not say it explicitly, but you feel like a failure. And so those three things, finding your why and reconnecting with that, cultivating resilience and learning strategies to overcome your stress and striving for progress, not perfection. I love that. And yeah, that is one of my favorite sayings that I repeat over and over to myself, the progress, not perfection. I think that's so important. And to not beat ourselves up if we don't check everything off that to-do list in a certain day. We can be so hard on ourselves. And I like to try to remind women, like you wouldn't do that to your sister or your best friend. You wouldn't tell them, oh, you missed the mark today because you were only able to have your family get fed and not be able to do these other things that you have on your list. No, you would uplift them, right? You would encourage them and support them. And we need to learn how to do the same thing for ourselves. Right, definitely. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. So you recently pivoted and started to help working moms who want to start a side hustle business. I think that's really great. So what tips would you give to moms who are actually looking to start a side hustle? Yeah, and it it was funny. Like This was a pivot that I started making recently because it was a trend that I was seeing with the working moms that were coming to me. Many of them were like, oh, I'm starting a business, or I just started a business, and I want to overcome mindset blockers so I can focus on being better and being more present in my business too. So if you haven't been able to tell, I'm a big, big follower of positive thoughts, positive actions, going where your energy is. Mm -hmm. And that's especially true when it comes to starting a business and a side business as a mom, because let's be honest, starting a business is not for the faint of heart. It's not as easy as it may sound of like, oh, I'm just going to start a business today and wake up and get going. (laughs) They're going to be hard days, just like there is in anything that we do. And maybe because you have a big project going on at work or Maybe, you know, you or the kids were having a hard day. Oftentimes the business is going to be the thing that falls last on that list. So if you're thinking about doing it, I would say definitely connect into the reason why and make sure whatever business you're going to start is going to support that vision that you have, that why. If it feels like it's already in conflict with what you want for your life and and what you see like your ideal version of your life and your family to be, it's going to be hard from day one. But if you always feel like it's in support of what you want Mm -hmm. more of in your life, then even when it gets hard, even when it gets challenging, it's still worth the squeeze. (laughs) It's still worth pushing through. And I always recommend if you're at the brink of thinking about starting a side hustle, maybe you have like a passion project or a hobby that you say, you know what, I want to figure out how to monetize this. Mm -hmm. Or you have an idea and you see other people that are doing it. Don't let the fact that other people are already doing it cause you to hesitate. If anything, it's just showing, hey, there's a market for that thing and it's worth something exploring. So I recommend asking yourself a few questions. What do you enjoy doing? And what do you enjoy not doing to get started? (laughs) (laughs) What motivates me when things get hard? 
And what are some things that people often come to me and ask me for help with? And you may not realize it until you ask yourself that last question of, oh, people are already coming to me and asking for my advice on how to do this thing. Or if I know where to find this type of a product or service, mm-hmm. how can I turn that into something can generate income for me and my family? So there's lots of possibilities there, but making sure you're doing it for the right reasons. Yeah, I definitely think that's great advice. And I love the part you mentioned about even if others are out there doing similar things, not to let that discourage you. So I feel like it's kind of like that in the working mom space right now. But instead Mm -hmm. of, which is wonderful because like four or five years ago, I didn't see that there was this many like working mom podcasts and different content that's out there now. So on Instagram, and that's actually where we met, but there's like a huge community of working moms. And there's a bunch of people that have just started podcasts as well. And we're kind of all like supporting each other instead of competing. And I just think it's so great. Like there is room for everybody. There is definitely room for everybody. And that's the thing I love about, especially the online entrepreneurial community is that everybody's out there to help support each other. Even if you happen to be in the same space, like working moms, right? Honestly, there's so much room for everybody. There's so much support that people out there need and are looking for. And at least there's not just one voice out there dominating. It's good to get different perspectives. Yes, for sure. For sure. So I know that talked a little bit about, you know, the fear of starting a side hustle. Others are, have already done it and things like that. But what advice would you give to moms who want to start a business, but have a fear? Maybe their end goal is to transition to that business full time, but they have a fear of losing a steady paycheck or losing benefits from their job and things like that. What advice would you give to them? Yeah, there's definitely different levels of that fear playing true for people. There's some coaches out there, and I'm not going to be that type of coach who's going to come on and say that starting a business is easy and I have the exact blueprint to help you be successful your first year because it can be challenging and there's no right or wrong path. If you say, you know what, I only want to dedicate a certain amount of time every week because I don't want to kill myself essentially working two full-time jobs, then do what works for you and for your family. Don't feel like you have to try to keep up with everyone out there who's saying like, no, you need to go all in. You need to do it and make six figures for your first year. There's a lot of that out there. So don't get discouraged and feel overwhelmed with trying to keep up with that rat race. We have enough going on in our lives today. We don't need that added pressure. So every situation is different. You're unique. What you can offer as far as like a product or service is unique. And we all know that the current work and world that we're living in is definitely unpredictable and unique. Right. (laughs) Um, So that's why I'm actually a, I'm an advocate for creating a side hustle first. I shared at the very beginning, I have a corporate job still. Mm -hmm. As long as my employer is willing to be supportive of me having my own business and extending the passion that I have in my day-to-day job with them outside of the boundaries of their four walls, then this situation still works. As long as I feel like I can still prioritize my family and my why, it will still work. And an end goal, yes, is to go full-time, but keeping it as a side hustle to start out also gives you permission to take messy action. So messy action is not waiting until you feel like 
all of the circumstances are perfect. Like your offer is perfect. Your product is perfect. Timing is perfect. If anything, perfectionism can keep you from getting started. It can hold you back from taking that next step. And confidence with your business or whatever you do grows by taking action. So it actually gives you permission to say, okay, I'm going to put this out there. It's not perfect. I'm okay with that, but I'm going to see what the appetite is for it. And I'm going to learn from the process and I'm going to do it again because I'm learning as I go. And when you're a side hustling working mom, it's easy to be comfortable with messy action. (laughs) It's almost as if you're giving yourself permission to try it, knowing that you do have a steady paycheck and benefits Mm -hmm. and everything coming from your employer. And then when the time feels right for you and your family, you'll know, and you'll be able to take that leap and go full-time in your business, but don't feel like you have to follow everything that's out there right now online. And you have to be willing to make that step right away. Do it at your own pace and what feels good for you. Yeah, definitely. I, yeah, I love that messy action. That's so true. I've been blogging for over two years and I feel like I've definitely taken a lot of messy action, but I'm also still working for my corporate career. So I, yeah, I feel like you have a safety net when you kind of have the side hustle and still have that full-time job, but yeah, you are able to kind of try some different things out and take some action. But yeah, I think that's, great advice for somebody who's looking to get started. Yeah. And that's looking to get started. Now, if you're someone who's been doing it, maybe you're going on five or 10 years and you're making probably just as much money in your business as you are in your full-time job. Mm -hmm. There's a different kind of hesitation and fear there. Right. And so definitely if you're first getting started, like give yourself permission to have a side hustle, enjoy the process, learn from it, take messy action and like celebrate your small wins because you're going to be learning and growing as you go. And it's so worth the journey and the process. For sure. Yep. I would totally agree with that. So I have just a few more questions, kind of like doing a little lightning round to get to know a little bit more about you. So what is something that you would consider to be your non-negotiable practice? So something you must do daily that you start or end your day on a positive note? Oh, that's a good one. Well, besides planning out my day, which is a whole nother topic, I always start and end my day with a skincare routine. And it may seem like something completely not related to anything, but actually that's why I love it so much is because it's something that I do just for me. Like I take those few minutes in the morning or even at night to take care of myself. Maybe I'll do my skincare routine while I'm mentally preparing for my day, setting my intentions or focus for the day or listening to music. Whatever it is, I'm I'm working on my inner work while I'm also working on my skincare. Mm-hmm. And those are things that I've built into my routine are non-negotiable. I do it every morning, every evening, no matter how tired I am or what I have going on. And it just helps me feel like Every time I'm walking by a mirror (laughs) during the day, I get to look at it and Mm -hmm. I see everything that I've been working on internally actually glowing through in my reflection. It's kind of a weird, a weird approach to it, but it's something I do for myself every single day. I love that. Yeah. How you kind of combine the two together. I think that's awesome. So what is your favorite working mom hack that gets you through your most hectic and difficult days? Oh, good question. Focus on one thing. This is something that I'm like talking a lot about right now is pick one thing at a time to give your attention to. And whether it's setting your one intention or priority for the day, 
So you feel like at the end of the day, it was a successful one, or maybe it's one thing. Maybe sometimes that one thing is something that you feel like, okay, this is an easy one. I can check off my list. And no matter what else happens throughout the day, I know as long as I got that one thing done, I feel good about myself and my day. Um, It's important to focus on it one thing at a time. And sometimes, honestly, on our most difficult days, that one thing for me is just to keep the family healthy and safe (laughs) because that's a huge one thing. Definitely. Yeah. (laughs) Right now it is so important. And even on the days where I feel like I'm my most overwhelmed, most on edge, if I can look around and see that our family is together and safe, then that's all that matters. So focus on one thing. Yeah. Great advice and advice that I need to take myself because I usually try to do too much in one day and then I overwhelm myself. (laughs) And yeah, I end up having like the negative self-talk at the end of the day. And I'm like, I know I shouldn't be doing this, but I'm still doing it. So yeah, I'm going to take your advice. (laughs) Oh, good. Yeah. I've been doing it and actually just holding myself accountable by actually declaring it every day (laughs) with my coaching business, just like throwing it out there into the world and saying, okay, everybody hold me true to this, but this is my (laughs) one thing for today. Trying to put it out there as some law of attraction and see if I can get some good juju coming my way. (laughs) Nice. Yep. Who would you consider to be your favorite podcasters, bloggers, authors, or other experts or someone who just really inspired you? Yeah. Lately, it's actually new on my list. I got to see her in a virtual conference recently, Jasmine Starr. She has a really interesting background of she used to be a law school student. And then she just told her husband one day because her family was going through a rough spot. And she just had this moment where it's like, I don't want to do law for the rest of my life. And you can see a similar pattern that I feel most of us out there feel is we have that one moment where we say, I don't know if this is what I want to do and if this is what I want my legacy to be. So Jasmine Starr, she's new on my list. Emily Lay, she's the founder and creator of the Simplified Planner. Yes, I've I've heard of that. Mm -hmm. I use our planner, but also I have some of her books and I read them. She focuses all on grace and progress over perfection. And yeah, they're really great books about grace and simplicity. And then the last one that comes to mind is Greg McKeon, McCohen. McCohen. <laughs> yes, he has the book and now a new podcast too about his principles on essentialism. So okay. how do you focus on just the most essential things at work and now in life? So I would recommend those three. Oh, that sounds really good. Yeah, I'm going to have to look up all of those to check those out more. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So what are you currently working on that you're most excited about? Well... Let me think. So I'm certified in this assessment and a program that helps people recognize those mental patterns and behaviors I was telling you about that contribute to their stress and some strategies to overcome it. I launched it last year and had a small group of participants go through and experience it and was really great. And I feel like now is a good time to reintroduce it. So I'm about to relaunch that program as part of my membership, Aloha Motherhood. The membership's getting a bit of a level up at the moment. So I'm going to help focus on helping working moms with mindset and resilience to live out her best life and an option for additional resources and coaching support if they're on the path where they're considering to start their own business. So I'm excited to finalize my my notes on it and start getting it out into the world. That sounds amazing. 
Can I ask, why did you choose Aloha Motherhood for the name? Yeah. So my husband and I are happy places, Hawaii. Mm -hmm. Um, We actually, our very first trip together was Hawaii. We got engaged in Hawaii, married on another island. Oh my gosh. So did I. (laughs) Oh, you did? Which island? So we got married on the big island in Kona. No, we got married on, um, over by Kailua, Waimanalo beach on Oahu. Okay. We literally, we flew our two families out there, just walked onto a beach and we said, Mm -hmm. great, right here. Let's do it. (laughs) Nice. Um, Yeah. And it was perfect. And so I love, and you can resonate with this. I love the Aloha spirit, something Mm -hmm. about like family and doesn't matter what's going on in your day. Everything just feels good. And you're all about support and grace. And I call it living out your Aloha spirit. And so Aloha Motherhood, I tried to do the same thing for all of my members is helping them reconnect with what they want in life, helping them slow down and, and find a way to design their life to live out their Aloha spirit. I love that so much. Yes. That's really funny that we both got married in Hawaii. (laughs) (laughs) I know we're definitely going to have to have another chat and just talk about our experiences. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. We actually had, I think about three or four trips and then we were engaged there and then got married there about a year and a half after getting engaged there. Yeah. We got engaged on the flight, actually on the way to Maui (laughs) one year. And then the next year got married in Oahu and spent our one year anniversary in Kauai. Very nice. Yeah, we actually, we did the honeymoon in Kauai. So I can talk all day about Hawaii. So I'll probably, (laughs) yeah, we'll talk another time on that. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, I love, I love the islands and just, again, teaching you how to just slow down and enjoy life around you. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I think that's really great kind of way to incorporate it into your business. I love that so much. Thank you. So where can we find you online? Where do you hang out most often? Well, most often you can find me on Instagram. I'm at Mindset Mary. And you can find me also on Facebook. I have Mindset Mary Facebook group. Yeah, yeah, I'm on there all the time. Don't ever hesitate, not just to follow me, but send me a message, introduce yourself, say hi. I love growing in the community and engaging with everyone. Perfect. Sounds great. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I think um, everyone will get a lot of great value out of this information. And, you know, hopefully a few people are interested in your programs as well. Thank you so much for having me. And I, I can't wait to continue connecting with you and your audience. Thank you. Have a great night. You too. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening in today to Confessions of a Working Mom podcast. Be sure to check out the show notes of this episode for all the links to what we've talked about today. Also, head on over to theworkingmomcollective.com to sign up for my free five-day challenge for creating a working mom non-negotiable routine. We've all been there stressed out, burnt out, and overwhelmed as working moms handling all of the things. My free challenge will walk you through step-by-step my exact method for creating a working mom routine that takes you from burnout to actually waking up and feeling great about your day. And finally, please subscribe to this podcast and rate and review if you have a few minutes. Tell your working mom friends and anyone else 
that might be interested in this content. I'd love as many moms as possible to gain value from the podcast. If you'd like to nominate someone or yourself to be a guest, please contact me at kelly at theworkingmomcollective.com. I am so happy you chose to listen in today, and I cannot wait to dive into next week's topic with you.